You take out the vital organs and you burn all that stuff. And that takes care of the problem. You are now listening to From the Pit. It's killing a lot of people. Welcome back to From the Pit, where we bring you everything from breakdowns, just breakdowns, then break it down again, but slower, to, just wait for it, Synthwave and Gent 2018, ugh. <laughs> uh, uh, my name is Mike, with me is Frank, Yo. and Sammy. Are we doing this again? What's do that? Do we really have to? <laughs> do, we really have, do we really have to do this again? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Phil is not with us tonight. He died. <laughs> <laughs> Hit by a meteor. Not a big Actually, one either. It was not impressive. Actually, it's a meteorite. <laughs> <laughs> like stalactite and stalagmite. It was the it was slightest th- shard that just whoop, slipped right through his head. <laughs> it just it just nicked him right in the head. <laughs> the perfect spot. It just crumpled. Yep. And he's getting a little morbid. That. God, yeah, better than soiled better himself than right before so- <laughs> the mess they had yeah, to but, clean up. Yeah, but you know what? Better than the balls, right? Fuck. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. I think yeah. we need to get the recommendations. Jesus Christ. Alrighty. <laughs> who's uh? Who's starting tonight? Sam. I think that's you. Yeah, dude. No shit. I had. I had. I found my bands like last Thursday. Look at you. Like, on Thursday, probably the earliest I've ever found bands before. Very nice. Well, I, I was actually like browsing Bandcamp, and I'm not, I'm not going to get back into that because I talked enough about it last <laughs> week. We all know what a fucking pain it is. <sighs> all right. So, uh, actually, uh, sh- the first band I'm bringing in, shout out to my buddy Jordan. Uh, he showed this band to me a while ago. Uh, I'd actually seen them uh, floating around, like on uh, different groups and stuff, and I've seen people talking about them. But I never actually listened to them until like Thursday. So we're going to start off by taking a listen to this really interesting band from Finland called Ghastly. And the song we're listening to is called Velvet Blue. Tom?
that last bit. Yes, fucking... definitely. I mean, I like mid-paced well enough, but uh, when it kicked in with that like Inspector Gadget riff, I think it definitely <laughs> kicked it up a notch. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that little thing on the Inspector Gadget riff. That was pretty cool. <laughs> no, just just purely for the term you came up with alone. It's the only reason I'm giving it to you. But, yeah. Uh, apparently. Apparently, uh, Gasly have actually been around for a while. They had a debut that came out a couple years ago. Uh, and according to their band <laughs> camp, uh, they, like this, their old label also released stuff from bands like Frenolith, Undergang, and uh, Morbus Kron. You know, some mm-hmm. pretty, pretty, impressive, pretty impressive label mates. Uh, but yeah, Death Valor is, uh, I mean, so far it sounds very, very promising. I mean, it's got it's it's got it's got that kind of classic sound I'm looking for, but it also it's it's got some it's got some cleaner, more modern production. You know, it's, it's give me giving me what I'm looking for. But uh, yeah, when is this coming out? Uh, oh, April twentieth. So you still got to wait just you still got to wait just under a month for this one. Uh, my sincerest apologies for that. Uh, I will more than likely be buying this when it comes out, and I'd say from the two from the two tracks that are available for listen right now, uh, which are Velvet Blue and Death by Meditation. Uh, also, some of these other fucking title tracks, like The Magic of Severed Limbs and <laughs> Vi- Violence for Violence for the Hell of It. <laughs> there we go. Too. There we go. It's That's just, it's like it's like those kind of titles. You just, I mean, it's like what sounds. What sounds obnoxious in metal? Violence for the hell of it. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Fund it. Fund it. No, but uh, yeah, you can find you you can find uh, Ghastly and the two tracks available from Death Valor <sighs> again on these fucking label band camps, dude. I can't fucking stand them. Uh, listen. Dot twenty bucks spin. That's the number twenty. Dot com. Uh, slash album slash death dash valor. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm never really gonna I will, spin on this one. Like, I uh, think those label pages are just a pain uh, in the balls. They are fucking awful. Like, it, and even even with labels, I genuinely like like Falter Records, uh, a label who everyone who's been listening to the show knows that I've supported for quite a while. Even I can't even stand it then. It just makes shit more difficult to find. Right. I mean, that's, if you're trying to te- check out a band's like history or discography on, at least on Bandcamp, it makes it next to impossible unless you've got time. Yeah. The the only nice thing I do find about it is that sometimes I'll find a band and then I'll find other stuff on that label that's sure. really good. Like, or sometimes with some of these death metal labels, I'll find a band that's pretty bitching and then like 1,400 other bands that I, I could care less for. Mm. Couldn't, couldn't care less but, for. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it actually is a significant distinction. Um, yeah, no, dude, that, that ties into what we were saying about, well, what I was saying about Bandcamp a while ago is just like, you, you've got to sift through so much to find anything decent, decent or sometimes even listenable. Hey, like that, that, that's why we do what we do. Truth. That is why we do what we do. We, we suffer so you don't have to. That's right. Now appreciate us with patreon donations yeah yeah you with that plug (laughs) (laughs) actually i I would say that's one of our more clever plugs that we've pulled off Mm. the history of the show anyway 
uh, that's enough about them. You can find them at the fucking twenty bucks spin label page. Like just, just, just go, just go to their page and search ghastly. I mean, like at least the, like you said, uh, their their label mates are are also worth the checkout. So, well, um, I don't. Well, their their former label. Like oh, the, this, ghastly had another another label apparently. Oh, who okay. Released them alongside the bands I mentioned earlier. My bad. Uh, two two of two of those three I believe I brought in. Yep. Actually. Both both of which I believe made my top 10 last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on. Okay. Every once in a while, there is a random find on Bandcamp that just ends up being totally fucking worth the effort. <laughs> and the, oh my God, dude, I still can't fucking get over this. We're going to talk about a band called Tongan Death Grip from Wakagon, Illinois. And every single track on this on this i i think it's an ep it, they're all just wrestling references <laughs> every sing, every single song title is a fucking professional wrestling i see the uh, like the reference. i see the banner and yep um yeah. i approve <laughs> god like what do they have in their tags uh old school death metal punk rock and roll thrash thrash punk hardcore and of course, pro wrestling. Uh, and here's here's the thing to remember. I listened to a couple of tracks off of this, and you know, every single one of those tags matters. Like because influences from every single one of those things can be heard. Like it's literally just a giant mishmash of extreme music of extreme music styles plus professional wrestling which uh you would think would result in a fucking awesome result and it kind of does so we're going to take a listen to the muta scale as far as gigging and getting color in the ring you know you got a blade you do your job you put the blade away now you got an open cut on your forehead or wherever you decide to cut yourself these days the political climate is so much more different oh they use fake blood and they use those blood capsules and see you can you can you can see it under the tape on his head or well would you rather he bladed yes i fucking would Big old smile on my face. 
Yeah, I I approve of everything that I just heard. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, everything about that, including the fucking the fucking sample at the beginning. Yeah. <sighs> yes, fucking I fucking great. would. <laughs> yes, I, that 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 to me is what clinches it. They're just yes, I fucking would. Like okay, and just as soon as I saw the ridiculous fucking cover for this, I was like, all right. All right, you got me. I would go like, see uh, them. <laughs> yeah. Like if if someone asked me if, if I wanted to go see Tongan Death Grip, I'd be like, I mean, do I get to pile drive anyone? <laughs> I feel like the response <laughs> if someone asks you that, you give them the finger, gut kick them and hit them with the stunner. <laughs> <laughs> uh Aust- St- Stone Cold 316. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Start draining Budweiser's all over your body. <laughs> oh god. Just all I can think of right now is the the, the Macho Man Randy Savage promos. Like, oh yeah, it's like Liz, Elizabeth Dane in the ring. She's on the outside of the ring. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. like I I could I could watch fucking wrestling promos all goddamn day. Like, especially, like I, I've especially I've wanted to get. Ones. I've wanted to get. Oh God, it's like <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I saw an interview with him once where they were asking him if he remembered something from like the late eighties. He's like, I don't remember. He's like, I was doing a lot of Coke. Like, of of course you don't. (laughs) Who would, who would remember something from like 20 years ago when they were fucking coked up to the point of, to the point of being almost incomprehensible. Oh God. Yeah. So, uh, Tongue and death grip are pretty fucking dope. If I ever got a chance to see them, I absolutely would. They say they seem like they would be a fucking blast live. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it was just some fucking raw, nasty ass, like death metal, thrash metal, punk, hardcore. Fucking who gives a fuck what it is? Tongue and Death Grip are fucking awesome. Like I, I, I want to hear more from this band. Yes. You can find them. Okay, you're gonna have to bear with me because the the link to find them is a little bit long. It's tdg316.bandcamp.com. Mike, shut up. It's so good. I know. tdg316.bandcamp.com. And the album is called the album is called the Muda Scale. I like this. Yeah. Just as as soon as you see the as soon as you see the fucking cover for this thing, you're just gonna be like, yeah. I, I, I gotta buy this and it's five dollars take my money no shit there's a song there's a song in here referencing John's it's called I've seen enough <laughs> <laughs> oh god what's another one the squared circle the the worked shoot double cross finish <laughs> <laughs> like it it's god just like they, they should set pro wrestling matches to this that would be fucking great <sighs> All right, so that's that's enough from me. I'm done. Well, Mike, I think that's going to be you, and uh, I like the name of this. Uh, well, the name is what drew me to this band. Um, what, being a massive, massive It's Always Sunny fan, um, we're going to listen to a little bit of a song from a band called Fight Milk off of their album, Falling on a Flesh-Eating Ant's Nest. Tom, let's play that.
Mm. All right. Though, to be completely, completely fair, I do wish the instruments were boosted a little bit. But overall, I do, I do rather enjoy, you know, the uh, thrashy, you know, approach that they're taking. The uh, the, the punky, the energy. Um, you know, a, it's a good. Listen. You know, now that I, now that I think about it, um, I think I think that a I think that a bit of a boost in the, uh, especially the guitar region. Yeah. Because like, um, yeah, bar- they were kind of buried, but I could tell that there was some really interesting stuff going on. Uh, I will say though. Uh, in terms of the mix, it may not be perfect, but I will say uh, I am a total sucker for an awesome punchy drum sound. Yeah, and I will, I will, I will give them credit for that. Their drum sound on that track was fucking great. As soon as that started playing, once it got to like the the really fast, but I was like, oh, it's circle pit time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun listen. Um, these dudes are from. Canberra, Australia. This was released March of 2018. Uh, Some of our Australian listeners uh, send us angry emails and tell us if we pronounce that correctly. Please do. (laughs) (laughs) And we, um, we, we welcome, we welcome all correspondents, uh, happy or angry. Yeah. I mean, hell hell yeah. (laughs) Uh, That track was called oblivion looks better with a hat and shades. (laughs) 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 And uh, you can find them at fightmilkcbr.bandcamp.com. <laughs> Just makes me think of milk steak from its own side. <laughs> well, should make you think of, uh, what the fuck was it? It was, was a fight milk. It was yeah. fight milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen that show in so long. Didn't it have Maybe crow in it or something? Crow eggs, oh, milk, and like vodka or something. <laughs> God, fucking Charlie. He's, Charlie, is, Charlie and Frank are the most, like, astonishingly disgusting people I think I've ever seen in a television show. You're telling me you don't have a toe knife? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, botched it. (laughs) The the whole episode where they're trying to, like, figure out in a scientific manner who shit the bed. Yeah. Now, that's all bullshit. I did it. (laughs) I I love at the very end, Frank's just like, yeah, it was me. I did it again. I did it again, and I do it again. I'm like fucking Frank. <laughs> oh boy! All right, get out there, check out Fight Milk. Next up, yeah. we got one where I'm trying my best to appeal to Sammy. This Ooh. is a band called Beneath, off of the album Ephemeris, and we're gonna check out a little bit of Ephemeris. Ooh.
So uh, some people know their way around their instruments. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what I found? Actually, you know what I found the most appealing of that whole trick was the vocals and the way they sat in that mix. Because it had, it kind of had that, that almost cavernous, creepy, buried approach that I really like. And see, like, anyone who listens to this show regularly knows how about, like, overproduced technical death metal. I think it's fucking unlistenable. I really do. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you know, I will give Ephemeris a huge, huge banana sticker for this. There's a fucking reference for you. Right. Um, They know their way around rhythm. Like, there's real, there's real rhythm here actually something i can get behind and there there's a there's a single review that i think puts it pretty succinctly uh never been never been much to tech death but this is a completely different story these guys can create a real well thought out song not just wank all around yes and i mean if the if the track we just listened to is any indication you know i'd be willing to check out the rest of this i'm this i mean i don't love the production style i think it's God, it's it's just like a tinge too clean. Uh, yeah, you think like, so? Like if, yeah, I think if this had been just like, I, I'm talking about like a hair dirtier. Okay. On the production, I think this would have been, like, th- th- I think that would have made a bit of a difference. But overall, like, there's a lot of promise here. I think I'm actually going to have to check out more of this. Word. No, I mean, uh, I don't necessarily. Oh wait, the the band is called Beneath. I'm sorry. That's oh, all good. But, um, you know, I, I think that's, I guess that's where we differ slightly. Cause I think this mix is where I like to see things where it's got the dirt and the, the drums in particular, aren't so polished that it's, it's painful. Um, yeah. I, I absolutely agree as far as the technicality goes that it's not just a fucking wank fest. Yeah. Um, which I, which I will, I will absolutely say to the dudes from beneath, like, thank you. Like, thank you for actually learning your way around a rhythm giving us like an actual set of riffs to get behind instead of just giving us arpeggios and calling it a right right no absolutely um there was enough riffage and rhythm to go and really get attached to without them changing their mind every second measure (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah and well you know me dude i'm i'm all about riffs right i mean yeah we we definitely do differ on this but we we also come from we also come from like fairly different like fairly different backgrounds when it comes to death metal so yeah Yeah. i'm getting there i'm I'm learning me some (laughs) (laughs) no it it hasn't it has nothing to do with you learning it's just like i think we i we like all all four of us uh we we all kind of we all kind of have different approaches that's why Mm -hmm. we do this show together yes variety is the spice of life (laughs) well i like i like what they're doing um you should check them out um this is going to be a label page they'll be at unique leader records.bandcamp.com okay uh uh, album.com slash album slash ephemeris if you want to just get right to it yeah so make that a little easier for you they're from iceland and this was released august of last year so um Check yeah, Iceland's Iceland's kind of been blowing up the last yeah, the last decade or they? so. Ice, like Iceland's metal scene has really been blowing up. I agree. I definitely do. Yeah. 
It's it's very interesting. Very cold and frostbitten. <laughs> so I got one more for you guys. Foe that ass. This is going to be True Love off of The Pact, and we're going to listen to Scene of the Crime. Blasphemy. What? Letting that cut in the middle of a fucking solo. I kind of, that makes me kind of want to just like kick the door down of an office building and start smashing down all the cubicles. (laughs) I don't know. It kind of just, it kind of just makes me want to drive a fucking truck in an office building. (laughs) 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 So I I put them strategically at the end to um, definitely show the fact that they still rip fucking hard after a tech death metal album. Yeah, that, you know, honestly, I think that might have been my favorite ring-in today. That was, uh, Phil, if you're, if you're there in the afterlife, um, this was for you, baby. <laughs> Rip Phil. Rip Phil. Rip in peace. <laughs> so, uh, no one will be surprised when I let you know they are from Boston, playing mm-hmm. a little bit of that new and old school hardcore, all deliciously blended together. Um, this was released January of this I... year. What was that? I said, I, I blame you guys, uh, especially Phil and my buddy from Hatriot for like introducing me to hardcore because it actually started before I joined the show because my buddy from that band showed me like terror and uh, mm-hmm. fucking what else? Like sworn enemy. You showed me all that stuff. Oh, and nice. I was like, okay, like, okay, all right, this is cool. And now I'm just like, Give me all the fucking metallic hardcore you can. Like, <laughs> like just like fucking facial shot, just all in my face, all at once. <laughs> well, I'm have to say, definitely should go check this out. Uh, another uh, label page. This is going to be at bbbrecords.bandcamp.com slash album slash the pact. In case you want to get right there. Um, slash, slash the dash packed. Yes, you're right. You're right. That yeah. would make the difference. The deference. Vast De- deference. The vast deference. Yes. God damn it. I actually know. I actually know how to spell that. Oh. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. 
right. You're going to become a doctor oh. now? No. All right. I'm not smart enough to be a fucking doctor. Well, you can spell that. I thought that's the qualification. To be a doctor. <laughs> just, because, just because I can spell doesn't mean I know a way, my way around a fucking brain surgery, Frank. They didn't say it I to be a brain. The testicles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can't do ball surgery. <laughs> the fact, the fact alone that I call it ball surgery should be able to keep me out of medical school. Fuck. I don't know. If some dude was like, "All right, we're gonna work on your balls right now," I was like, "Oh, thanks for being a fucking straight shooter, there, doc." Right. I appreciate it's your like honesty. Doc, <laughs> like if you just like if you had to have like a tumor removed or something, your doc's just like, "All right, we're gonna take that thing out of your balls, so you should be good now." Thanks, Doc. Thanks, Doc. Get rid of the like, smallest of the three lumps. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, man, your tumor's bigger than your ball. Thanks, Doc. <laughs> well, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll be my bringings for this week. You know Jesus what that means? Oh, my picks. Yo picks. Yep. So uh, this first band I'm bringing in is from uh, Budapest. And... Ooh. Budapest. Yeah. So they're uh they're they call themselves Rune Shard. And uh all I'm gonna say is before we get into this, you better have your cape and wizard's hats on. I was about to say I expect to hear some shit about fucking hobbits. <laughs> so we're gonna listen to a bit of the track Crimson Gates off of Dreaming Spire. Tom, roll it. Oh my god! Though. Oh my god, dude! I I want to play D and D so badly right now. <laughs> right? Oh my god! I mean, they're definitely <laughs> talking about things that appeal to me. I mean, I heard Eldritch Lore, Crimson King. Um, 
it would take me time to get used to those fucking horns. But God. once we were about a minute in, I was I was generally liking everything I heard. The fucking actually, actually, one thing that took me by surprise was the vocals because I too. expect like Frank, knowing you, <laughs> knowing you, I expected this to be straight up power metal. Yeah, and I, you know what, you you caught me off guard, buddy. Yeah, props. Yeah. props. He's got this 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 epic metal for slaying dragons. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude! Once they blend. Yeah, I might start. I'm, I honestly might play Oblivion or something after this. <laughs> there we go. See, it's motivating. Or you know what? Maybe maybe I'll reinstall Morrowind and give that a shot. That's the proper fucking one. I know. I, I will say I actually do think that Skyrim is miles better than it always will be. We're not getting into that right now. Okay, sorry. It's true. You know it's true. What was it? I really felt like they knew how to fucking drive the song though. Like yeah, yeah. Even the the chains up and the uh, the change ups and like the guitar work. Well, there was parts. there was that brief verse where they um, substituted the horns for just like analog synth. Mm -hmm. uh, I much preferred that, but um, also like right after that, they seem to blend the horns down a lot. Like I said, about a minute in, and I can I can definitely grasp it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, this this is something that. This is something that Mike and I see eye to eye on, and it's that like the the sampled horns. I have yet to hear a single instance in which sampled horns do not sound completely ridiculous. Oh, they're so cheesy, but like I yeah. know, dude. It's like it's like we're we're talking about cheese levels that you know were once only achieved by like fucking manual. <laughs> it's like it's like no, you want to hear something fucking cheesy? Go listen to Blind Guardian's Theater of Pain. That the fucking keyboards will just like oh my god it'll make you want to put on your fucking cloak and wizard hat yeah that's just, like, just I, like run out into the forest looking for a troll to fucking slay begone troll I have a word of protection up it's like what are you doing I'm a hiker begone oh is that movie it's like you just you just hit my girlfriend with your staff begone she is a witch. <laughs> that movie, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it was like these two guys fuck up real bad and then need to like take on these kids as like uh, community service. Role models. Role models. Oh, oh yeah, oh, role models. Like yeah. that is that kids with the glasses theme song. Like, <laughs> right? Like, that's what it made me think of. Uh, overall, Actually, I think I'd be willing to give the whole thing a shot. I would just, I would be cautious. <laughs> I would. I would have to be in the right mood. Sure. Because like that this this is a this is a specific brand of like uh, uh I guess like would you call it power metal? I like, like the, to I like to just call it epic metal. Yeah. Like that is symphonic this, black metal. This this is a particular breed of metal that I very, very much have to be in the mood. Generally, like, symphonic that, that is, takes a mood for me. I would agree. Yeah, see, I have a bunch of friends, really. I have several friends who are super, super into, like, symphonic metal, and it has just never been my thing. I mean, I mean, we all know there, there's a fair amount of power metal that I actually really do like, but, man, I would have to be, like, I, I don't know, man, get, get a, get a, get a, couple bottles of good beer into me and i will listen to this all fun. i was about to say would you need some flagons of ale <laughs> i maybe some mead 
who knows? Play a little, <laughs> play a little Pathfinder, get some mead. Mm. I, I could see, I could see doing that. And the, the I've ac- black I've actually vocals. never, I, I've actually never played Pathfinder. Hey, get off the table. <laughs> it's good. Pathfinder's very no, good. My, but, yeah, um, my, 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 my cat is my cat is trying to make a cameo. She keeps jumping on the table. <laughs> it's like no, she just comes up. She starts like sniffing my mic. I'm like, the f- like Dapple. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> the vocals definitely help. Yes, definitely help. I don't know, man. Like if if you re-recorded like a bunch of really epic, like Blind Guardian style clean vocals over this, I think it would sound fucking too. Or or strings like uh, you know cello or violin, <laughs> kind of like um, oh yeah, Sojourner. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah, I think I've only heard Sojourner like once. Took, yeah, I'm gonna bring them in soon as a post article. Yeah. So uh, right. so if you want to find them, that would be at runeshard.bandcamp.com. We know some of you are out there. Go check them out. Yes. <laughs> now on to something a little a little differently paced. <laughs> the complete one eighty. No, sh- oh yeah, yeah. No shit. I'm um, just I'm looking. I'm looking at this cover and the name of the band, and I'm like, yeah, this could not be further along the tonal spectrum. <laughs> yeah, this is a, this is a band uh, from Australia called Cryptivore. Um, God, what a great name. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna listen to a track off of their Unseen Divinity album, and that track is going to be Involuntary Septic Adultery. tickled all of my tackle box parts all, yep all okay okay frank yep good job buddy yeah boy <laughs> good fuck it like i did not expect to be impressed I, did. Like, I i hate i hate to sound like an asshole but like seeing like like seeing the tag like gore grind and brutal death metal I expected this to just be like your standard fucking like oh like devourment worship you know slam you know kind of shit that I could listen to once and then just never think about again for the rest of my life you know much like devourment for me I haven't really thought thought much about them since I listened to them for the first time like four years ago but I think I might have to buy this yeah that was fucking Um, that was fucking awesome it really was. It's this one dude, and 
pretty much his his vision of the project is he's like you know what i'm gonna write a bunch of like uh catchy like more like old school style like death metal and like grind riffs and just oh man and just keep the tracks like you know the that's like the one minute to three minute mark and just have quick songs catchy riffs let's go you know what this actually reminds me of now that i think about it um this reminds me of one of the earliest bands i did on from the crypt uh a a german uh death metal and grind band called blood did someone just fart i did (laughs) (laughs) unapologetic (laughs) oh come on dude what what do i belch into this mic like three times an episode yeah and i just had a butt belch (laughs) god i was trying to get one up but i couldn't um Throws there, up on Dapple. There, oh no, no, Dapple is way off to the side. That's all she does now. Whenever I do these shows, she just sits there and watch me scream into this mic like a fucking ape. That's adorable. Um, I know, dude. She's a fucking cutie. We'll mm-hmm. have to post a picture of her on the Instagram. She's adorable. Do it. She is. She has such like a perfect little round fat face. She's adorable. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, oh man, like that. It reminds me so much of like the blood approach. Just like fucking tight, punchy, like tight, punchy, crushing production, um, just straightforward riffs and fairly short songs. Like what? What is the longest song in here? Like the longest, two minutes. T- longest song is two minutes and eighteen seconds, and that song is called "Smoking the Vatican," and then in parentheses, "Low and slow." Low and slow. Yeah. Actually, I, uh, yeah. Um, I I'm. I'm. I'm fucking mm-hmm. praying. I am praying right now that the title of track number five is a demolition hammer reference because it's called 50 caliber point blank massacre. And I'm hoping that's like a tribute to demolition hammers, 44 caliber brain surgery. We can only hope. Yeah. By the way, if you don't listen to demolition hammer, um, seriously, the first two albums they recorded are like some of the most aggressive thrash metal albums. So don't, don't sleep on them. Yeah. So cryptivore is fucking awesome. Like I, yeah. I honestly have like I, I have like fifteen dollars to my name until the first of the month, and I think I might actually just blow five of it on this fucking album. I'll yeah, eat, I'll eat I'll eat ramen for the next week. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm probably gonna be picking up the cassette. I just gotta double check because it says something about like oh, make sure about the the shipping restrictions because it's oh yeah because it it's getting shipped from like Sweden. I'm like. it doesn't say anything about shipping restrictions so i'm like what the fuck are you talking about right dude dude i actually know all about the fucking pain of international shipping because um i have a buddy i have a buddy in england who i just shipped a t-shirt to today i spent almost as much to ship that fucking shirt to him as he probably did buying it when i like fucking shipping costs especially overseas are fucking ridiculous when i picked up a a copy of the Wasteland Riders uh, tape. The tape cost me $4. Shipping yeah. was 8 Holy shit. Yeah. That was coming from Spain, I think. Okay. Um, I know someone who used to live in the Falkland Islands. And to anyone not familiar, it's a, it's a British territory off the coach of uh, Argentina. Mm-hmm. And I shipped her a button. It was just a like a like a button you would put onto a shirt, like a pin. 
actually it was a it was a mr bungle pin believe nice. it or not. yeah yeah no I, I i was i was seeing nile and a season of suffering in portland and i saw it at a record store and they were like oh yeah the pins are all a dollar i'm like fuck she would love that so i sent it to her and no shit to ship that single button in that tiny ass envelope 450 whoa four over like four and a half times as much as i spent on the fucking button so believe me dude i know all about the fucking pain of international shipping dude it fucking blows so well, frankie i bought that right away mm-hmm oh fuck so actually I'm, I'm gonna check like to see how much i have in my bank account and if i have like five dollars i can spare i'm absolutely this so to find this you would just have to go to Cryptivore, that's C-R-Y-P-T-I-V-O-R-E, dot bandcamp.com. Come on, guys. It's Crypt and Vore with an I between it. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just putting it out there just in case. <laughs> no, I, I shouldn't shit on you for being helpful. I love you. Oh, thanks. It's okay, buddy. You know, you know what time it is, though, now? No. What time? Tell us about it motherfucking time for brutal bruise oh uh, pop fizz, mm. pop fizz. <laughs> as as normal we're gonna we're gonna just start with the track tom roll it Purgatory off of Iron Maiden's Killers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hard hard not hard not to know hard not to know that just by hearing it. Oh yeah. My <laughs> goodness. So I'm kind of searching for something to say that hasn't already been said. We have actually, talked about what were you saying? Yeah, actually I what I would say is like um I'm not I mean, I, I, I always appreciated the, the Paul Diano, like in, in case anyone out there is unaware, uh, the first two Iron Maiden albums, uh, the self-titled mm. and Killers 
were with uh, a vocalist named Paul Diano, uh, who, of course, was replaced by Bruce Dickinson after yes. that album. But, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the Diano era, but I will say there are a couple of tracks off of Killers that just fucking blow me away, and those are uh, Children of... Oh, God, what, no, it's not that. Uh, Murders in the Rue Morgue and yep. Wrathchild. Murders in the Rue Morgue is actually my favorite track off of this album. Oh. Yeah, and like it's also if you if you want to start if you want to start learning how to play guitar solos, just listen to that song and you'll be like, "Oh, that's a solo that pretty much anyone can play." <laughs> and it still sounds great. Fuck like that's it. what I love about Iron Maiden is like it's surprising how much of their guitar work isn't like you'd be surprised how much of it isn't really that complicated or like technically difficult, but it still sounds great because like it's played and written so well. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of hammer ons. I was gonna say it's like, pl it's played alongside that fucking driving bass. Like it's, you know, what's interesting. Uh, I actually have a bit of a story, just a real, real quick anecdote. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was listening through the number of East again. Mm -hmm. And I was, th and as I was listening to it, uh, the solo was coming up. I was like, Oh God, I remember being like 16 years old and thinking like, I could never play this. And then I actually, I actually listened to the solo and I dissected it. And I was like, dude, give me like a couple days and I could probably nail this. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm so, it's, it's always interesting to go back and listen to something that you're like, wow, this sounds really, really technical. And then you're like, actually it's pretty straightforward, but it still sounds great. But you, but you also got to wonder, like, could I play it with the same level of style that fucking their guitar players do? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that definitely uh, popped out to me listening back through it uh, this afternoon. I was like, this is surprisingly riffy and catchy. Yes. Yeah, also, also, no one can deny that Killers, honestly, I feel like Killers is one of the most iconic album covers of all time. Because, oh, like, yeah. I... I, I I think when that cover, I, th I think when those old Iron Maiden started coming out, like when those albums dropped, like that kind of intimidating, kind of almost gruesome album art, like, you know, that kind of stuff wasn't really that common. Like you didn't, right. you didn't see covers like that. And it was like, even to this day, every time I see the killers cover, I'm just like, I'm always amazed at how visually striking they are. It's and everything like it's, when you look at it at the beginning, obviously you focus on Eddie, but when you look at the different details in it, you see he's holding a bloody axe. You see and the you hand also, reaching up, yeah. like like gra like grabbing his shirt. Like, yeah. and you just stop about it. You think like he just drove an axe into that fucking. <laughs> like that's what's happening on this cover, and I didn't think about it until like a decade after I first saw it. But, fuck, man, the. I know, Sam. You're saying you're not like a necessarily a huge fan of the uh, Diano era, but like, while I'm not a huge fan necessarily of the the vocals of that era, but the the fucking music I fucking oh. love. Um, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, this like Iron Maiden are a perfect example of a band who found their sound pretty much from the beginning and ran with it. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, a lot of bands will spend years and years and years honing their sound into something they really like but you, unless you're like iron maiden or motorhead 
Like, of course, fucking Motorhead did. Like, every Motorhead album sounds the same, and they're fucking awesome. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, Iron Maiden have done some experimentation, but, you know, that style, that driving, like, the driving bass, the, the galloping guitars, like, the, 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 fairly straightforward but yet really catchy solos and of course the amazing vocals that every single power metal band has tried to replicate but none have ever really quite managed you know that's always been there i was gonna say um speaking of the uh like the drive of 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 iron maiden sound i feel like if you look at some of the like you know the british heavy metal you had like you know judas priest who had more of a like they didn't have as much drive as more of a, like just a, a certain heaviness to them. Um, Grant, they, they obviously had fast stuff, um, but I feel like Maiden really fucking nailed like the, the fast drive. Yes, yeah. but definitely yeah. for the era, uh, the thing that makes it mostly difficult for me to revisit a lot is you could tell, I mean, this is, this is new territory. So there are certain um, verses or choruses where it hits sort of almost like a punk rock chord progression sort of a thing. And tonally, it's happy. (laughs) Well, see, okay, personally, I feel like that's like I feel like that's kind of to be expected because, yeah, I mean, I mean, as far as I know, the punk movement was born in Britain. Like, as far as I know, it was born in like the, the working class areas of Britain. And I'm pretty sure Iron Maiden kind of came from the same. Well, I the, know kind of kind of came from the uh, same stock. Apparently, so, they don't know, like uh, being like compared to punk. I don't care. Get over it. Um, <laughs> I mean, it just I grew up. Well, it's like it's like with Alice in Chains. I mean, people call them a grunge band all the time. You know, <laughs> when you actually listen, this is not grunge, right? Like at all. But, no, you know, it's not. Wh- you know, when you're from that same area. You know, you can't. You kind of gotta. You kind of gotta expect to get lumped in. You know, right? Mm-hmm. No, and like I, I'm fully aware that I, you know, I'm spoiled because my point of reference is from newer music where, the yeah, dissonance was kind of ironed out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we 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 do we do have like the benefit of a fair amount of hindsight. Like right. We, yeah, we we do. <laughs> you know, honestly, as as much as as much as a lot of people might say, like, man, I wish I had been born in like the '80s and I grew up in that scene. I'm like, you know, I kind of like, I kind of like being able to look back on all this stuff and have all of it, like, just be able to go through the whole evolution of this style of music, like, beck and call. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe a better way for me even to put it would be to say that I appreciate how heavy it was for the time. Oh yeah. It's still definitely, especially songs like uh, like Purgatory. It's still like, it gets your blood flowing. Yes, like, like I'm like, ooh, I, well, I want to do it. something right now. You nail like, it on the drive. It's got tons of drive and, and riffs for days, and mm-hmm. that's undeniable even today. Uh, I'll bring it. I'll bring it up again. Uh, Wrathchild. Yeah, like Wrath Wrathchild gets me fucking going. Like that that shit just like makes my the hair on my arms stand up, and it gets my fucking adrenaline going. I'm like, I kind of want to fight. Like I kind of want to go out and glass somebody with a pitcher even, of beer um, after after I'm done drinking it, of course. Even the the title track "Killers," like mm-hmm. the way it kind of just starts and it builds up, and then when it like breaks free, you're like, "Oh yes!" I don't know the track off the top of my head, but the first half of the album has a track with some fucking gnarly double bass. Like not what I was expecting <laughs> or remember. Yeah, like it's 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 easy to forget. 
it's it's really easy to forget just how pioneering bands like Iron Maiden really were. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, we I mean we can like people can sit around and talk about all their crazy fucking modern tech death bands all they fucking want, but I'm like, man, it's it's easy to forget where all that stuff came from. Like it's easy to forget that like that bands like Black Sabbath and Judas Priest and Iron Maiden and Saxon and all these all these lates and accept and like all these like have you ever heard accepts restless and wild that is a fucking heavy album so i'm glad you uh you brought forth that uh fact of being a of, of a pioneer yeah because oh yeah we got a beer to pair with we this. got a beer to pair with this Ooh. so needed something something kind of classic and iconic something also plays a little fast and loose <laughs> so uh we got Stones IPA. They're Straight traditional up. IPA. So it's probably the why we have so many great hoppy beers, I feel, is because of Stones work as a a brewing company. Um like <clears throat> I feel like they really nailed the, the hop craze. And this is one of the beers that helped do that. Yeah, I could see that. Sam? What? Oh, the Stone IPA? Yes. God, I haven't I haven't had it in so long, dude. Like you oh. you know me. I'm I'm not I'm not really an IPA guy. Mm-hmm. I you know, I I actually you know what I do kind of miss is their ruination. I, I actually I remember actually kind of liking the ruination. Yeah. The ruination is the uh pretty much almost like the follow up. It's pushing it even further. But yeah. before that you have the traditional IPA sporting a, a 6.9%, so it's it's not there to play any games. All right? <laughs> no. you, you have a few of them, you're going to fucking feel it. Yeah, I and, imagine. And as an IPA should be, it's got that nice, like, piney character to it, very citrusy. Got that nice bit of bitterness. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's very... Uh, this is a negative connotation, but it's very middle of the road. But that I don't mean that in a disparaging way. You have to keep in mind, like when disparaging. It's a good word. When the when Thank they you. when this came out at the time, like there there was not that many. No, there was not the choices that we have today for, be, for being not you know too aggressive, not too wimpy. Um, for it to be a a standard and. Uh, early in the game I mean it mm-hmm. definitely it's you know it's, it's an easy drink so with that being said why don't you pick yourself up a six pack of stone IPAs mm-hmm. throw in Iron Maiden's Killers and have yourself a good time yeah do it I might I might actually try and find their uh, smoked porter oh that's a fucking good beer yeah see um, there aren't there, there are really only a couple of stone brews that I really like, and they are generally their seasonal Imper- Russian Imperial Stout and their smoked porter are the um, ones that I go for. I try their uh, the Ripper as well. It's it's their actually, pale ale, um, but yeah, it's fucking yeah. good. Like you know, actually, you know what, you know what beer of theirs I tried that I really, really liked, and I haven't been looking for it since, but I really should is the sublimely self-righteous black IPA. So, 
I dug, I dug the shit out of that fucking beer. That was good. Mm-hmm. That's because um, black IPAs, or I think they're also known as Cascadian uh, dark ales, are fan fucking tastic. Yeah. See, because I mean, I know, I know, I kind of, I, I know, I kind of, I caught, ca- I caused some crying. I, I upset some people on the show because I said that I didn't particularly care for the arrogant bastard brews. I hate the aftertaste. That's uh, it's okay. Yeah, I know. I Phil, Phil was particularly upset about that. Oh um, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, sorry, buddy. Maybe maybe I'll drink one in your honor. <laughs> pour one out. I'm allowing yeah. you to to pull your feelings out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah um because i, I yeah. very much disagree with you <laughs> god i just i i like i suppose i'm also just kind of i'm also just kind of sick of hearing about it because whenever like like i feel like you have to agree with me on this whenever you mention stone brewery to somebody the first fucking thing they say is oh yeah they make arrogant bastard it's it, like oftentimes i feel like it's the only beer there's that anyone knows about or talks about it's fucking delicious. <sighs> so, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I I could live without it, but I'm sorry, buddy. I love you, Frank. But I I will I will pour one out. Or what you need to do is get a, a six pack of the cans and shotgun one. Oh Jesus! I don't want to die. <laughs> you won't die. I've done it. it you'll be I fine. Know. Oh, I know, I know I'll be fine. I've done crazier shit than that but Get you know, you know how good you know you know how good it feels to go into one of your favorite hometown bars just order a pitcher and just drink from the pitcher while you're playing oh, beer i shit you not that's what i do there's there's a bar in my hometown called vieras and every single time i go down there i go down there with my with my buddy and we each just order a fucking pitcher of like Pabst or Rolling Rock, and we don't even get glasses. We just drink straight, straight from our fucking pitchers. Do you remember when and people just they'll just walk by and look at us like, "What are you guys doing?" We're like <laughs> living life. Why aren't you? Do you remember when you were like a little kid and you would like go to the fridge, grab if there was like a two liter of soda, and just like no one around, just grab it and kind of chug a bit from it. I imagine it's the adult version of that. I mean, dude, I, I still, I still, I still, I still, do I still occasionally do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that doesn't. Are- stop dishes are for nerds <laughs> god damn it <laughs> i don't i don't well i don't have a fucking dishwasher so you know yeah, mine doesn't like doing what dishes. the what the fuck else am oh, i supposed to do boom <laughs> all right you want to transition yes of course all right i had an idea for light little non-consequential discussion something i think about from time to time especially when i watch Movies, you know, like three hundred or uh, hey Mike, yeah, hey Mike, yeah. The word is the word is inconsequential. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> right over my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> the the word is oh inconsequential. oh I said non non yeah my bad I'm I'm not an English my English fault. is dumb. <laughs> Go, fuck. Go fuck yourself, Frank. It's, it's got some dumb rules. Okay, shut up. <laughs> Actually, actually, I know, I know it is one of the most difficult languages in the world, like modern English. Yeah, mm-hmm. making no sense. But um, shut up. 
<laughs> so like I was saying, when I'm watching yeah, 300 or reviewing the first season of Spartacus, the only season, yeah. um, I always wonder why in some of those moments where I get the most amped, I don't hear guitar. I don't hear breakdowns. I don't hear sweet, oh, ripping oh, okay. solos. Okay. Actually, um, I've been waiting all episode to talk about this. Uh, this is something that I have actually thought about. Yeah, right. And what? I said, yeah, right. Yeah. So, and I think I might actually have a decent educated guess as to why that is. Um, I honestly, you know, honestly, it's because I think that, um, especially, especially in movies, especially in large in you know, major releases, like large, large scale, large budget movies, uh, primarily it's because the orchestra has taken over like you ever noticed like in almost all these movies it's all orchestral music obviously nothing against orchestral music there are some um, there's like you got to be amazingly talented to like like especially when you look at composers like you know you know just to throw some of the most well-known names out there um john williams mm -hmm. you know who wrote the scores for like you know oh god uh Jurassic Park, um, the fucking Star Wars movies. Uh, didn't he do the score for Jaws too? Well, I mean, those movies I think could do with some orchestral music. I mean, they benefit from it. Like the Jurassic Park soundtrack well, is amazing. Oh yeah, like if if you like if you want to hear some fucking incredible uh, orchestral soundtrack music, just go listen to the Jurassic Park soundtrack. See, I'm, amazing, amazing, like everything else about that movie. So my it's point one of the was, first CDs I ever bought. You know, for being real. <laughs> well, actually, I've I've considered buying a copy of that myself. Like, actually, my favorite film soundtrack is still the one to Oh Brother Where Thou. Nice. That, <sighs> that's good. Nice. Like, and that's musically like driven almost to a point. Oh yeah, like um, uh, it's and music music really is a major part of that movie. But I I was my point is my point is is that um, like I I feel like the the orchestra has basically taken over uh the film industry as far as soundtracking goes and you know it's become it's become so ubiquitous and so, and just so commonly used that you know you don't you don't hear a whole lot of deviation from that no and dare i say lazy because that um uh requiem for a dream soundtrack mm -hmm. has been bastardized and placed in movies where it has no fucking business being like nobody fucking notices and like nothing would do my turtleneck better than to hear <laughs> like at the end of Spartacus look it's been like 10 years I'm gonna just spoil some shit shit gets fucking real and he starts laying bitches out and I would have burned my house down if they had some sweet breakdowns to him just slaying royalty, like there would be nothing of my apartment left because <laughs> I was so pumped to begin like, with. Like, like if they just hired the dudes from Terror to come in and write the fucking soundtrack to right? those episodes, I, I he, that would have been fucking great. Gladiator fight in the living room while watching that. Yeah, me and uh, editor Tom were literally standing on the sofas screaming. <laughs> like, it, I was so amped by the action, I could have done with some sweet fucking music. What if that is the reason, though? <laughs> 
like they've done they've released episodes like that and like oh my god the broken bones the flesh torn all over the place we can't do this it just incites riots like yeah. maybe i would accept that better than like just hearing like you know a poor attempt at like middle eastern fucking you know what i mean yeah wind instruments see, see like you know god I'm, I'm i have so many ideas for this now now i'm just thinking of like I'm just thinking of like the most insane combat sequence sequences from shows like uh, Game of Thrones. I'm just like, what if I put some fucking unleashed over this? Right. Yeah. Like what? Like what if I just pulled some tracks off of like fucking like where no life dwells or warrior? Just like if I if I threw like fucking the song Death Metal Victory or Lunked Nid over over like the Battle of the Bastards scene. Like, wouldn't that be fucking great? Like that would sound that would be fucking awesome. Like you can't tell me that shit would not fucking fit. No, and or if you, you know threw what? like if you threw like fucking demons and wizards over something. To drive that point home just a little bit more, what has spoken to me the fucking most um, in recent light and recent history has been things like It Follows or the recent movie oh, Annihilation. Such a such a good movie. Such a good it fucking fo- soundtrack. It, oh my god, dude! I really want to see Annihilation. Like, cause I'm all about that fucking John Carpenter, uh, Cronenbergian body horror. It shit, was man. so fucking good. I've heard it's fucking great. I and then at the third act, they started doing that. It follows music that sort of just amps up the stress because that is see, an effect you can achieve. See, actually, oh my god, this reminds me of something that pisses me the fuck off. Like, I will never forgive critics who bitched about this. All right. Um, all right. Uh, I, I'm hoping everyone else here has seen the movie uh, in the mouth of madness. Mm-hmm. Like, I okay. Have, oh I my God. Um, like it's, it's so fucking good, dude. Like I am, I am a longtime fan of Sam Neill and he drives that movie so fucking well, but it was interesting about that movie because the soundtrack to the movie in the mouth of madness is, you know, it's, surprisingly minimalistic it's 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 good but it's kind of it's very downplayed i feel uh however uh, the the opening theme there's there's a really interesting there's a really interesting and unique uh credit sequence at the beginning of the movie and played over it is this really fucking cool and really fucking blatant instrumental ripoff of Metallica's enter Sandman. <laughs> Cause it's, it sounds like when you listen to it, it's, you're going to be like, Oh God, I hear it completely. But then after a while, if you're like me, you're just going to be like, this is the better. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. And, and apparently there were a bunch of critics who were just like, it's like, this feels extremely out of place among the rest of the movie score. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> like it's a great fucking theme. Suck my dick. And I'm like, it just, oh, like, see, that's the thing that pisses me off is because I feel like, uh, I don't know, maybe there are just some people and some critics who feel that like their movies are too good for metal. Like, no, they're not. Like, your movie probably isn't. So just like, come on, guys, more metal in movies, more crushing riffs and break, like, just hire the dudes from like Terror or Unleashed or any of those fucking badass bands to come in and write your soundtracks. I was gonna say the uh, the only one I can think of is um, it's not really metal, but they have guitar in the in the uh, scoring of it. What the Scorpion King? No, I was gonna say Iron Man. 
But I do think. Oh. They have, I mean, if you want to count Scorpion King yet, don't they have fucking Godsmack in that shit? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. What if. No, no. God, right there. You God, got, you got I've your. Been, I've, been try, I've been trying to forget that movie. <laughs> you, we got our answer right there. They're like, oh, let's, 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 have, some, let's, let's, let's have some guitars in here. Oh, this band Godsmack. Let's new try metal. that. And then it's like, oh, oh this is terrible. No. The kids really like oh, new metal. No. Oh, so is it wrestling's fault? Because, you know. No, it is not Dwayne The Rock Johnson's fault. Yeah, so shut no. your mouth, Tom. I wouldn't say him, but they, wrestling has made movies over the last couple of decades. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I guess my overarching point is lots of motherfuckers like metal. And yeah. we've had movies come out in the last decade that utilize music beautifully. And I think, you know, like um, John Wick, let me get some fucking chugs. Hire oh out a God. band and let me get some chugs while he's dude, just tactically dude, ripping people up. I've, I have not seen the John Wick movies yet, but everyone <gasps> is telling me they're like, dude, no, you, you and fucking everyone else have been like, dude, you got to watch these movies. And I keep telling me and telling myself gotta watch john wick gotta watch john wick magisterial forgetting they are excellent well i remember i remember asking a buddy of mine about it and i'm like well what are these movies like he's like dude they're like they they could have been made in the 80s yeah except they follow real life rules sort of like the like the gunplay is about as close as we're gonna get to like well, Real yeah, you, I remember play. him telling me. I remember him telling me that just there was a lot of insane, fast-paced action and a lot of really brutal fucking oh, gunplay. It, it was so good. And yeah, also I will ask: Is it true that the events of the second movie are set off due to the fact that, like, a bunch of assholes killed his dog? Uh, no, that'd be the first one. Yeah. Uh, oh, is that the first? That's one? That's how yeah. the first one starts. Yeah. It's, oh God, I I don't blame him at all. No, I would have done the same thing. It makes oh, see, seeing that scene. It's what makes it, you root for the bad guy. Yeah, I mean, no, there's no good guys in that movie. Well, it, yeah, it definitely drives. Look, it's it's a movie about a guy avenging his 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 dog. Like, it's all I need. See, it's all I it need. Just, it just it just reminds me um, that somebody somebody made a fucking image macro. Just like it's it's a shot of John Wick. Holding a fucking Keltec KSG shotgun, yes, yes, and the the fucking the fucking news headline read reads, uh, was what did it say? Uh, Florida man kills seventy seven over dog. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, oh, oh, Florida man, we love you, Florida man, and Florida. So, funny thing with that, when we were watching that movie, I said to myself, I was like, well, I said out loud, I was like. Oh, I really just want to see him like point blank someone with a shotgun. Oh yeah, I really like KSG twelves. I think they're badass. Have ass. you been out to shoot mats? Not yet. Oh, it is fun. Um, so you know, Kel- you know, Keltec may Keltec may not be my favorite manufacturer in any way, but I will say, uh, a well made KSG or like one of the sub two thousand uh, compact carbines would be really fun. I would, so, I would actually very much like either one of those. So. I said, I was like, oh man, I'd really like to see him like blast someone with a shotgun. And here he comes with a cash detail. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You're like, oh, 16 rounds on tap. <laughs> Four, 13 if you got three inch, three inch rounds. Oh, no, I, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Um, yeah. So I, I think I'm really just going to, you know, earlier I was just like, oh, I kind of want to play like Morrowind. Now I just want to watch John. Hey, if you got access to it, you will not regret it. I, God damn it, I gotta do that now. I think that's also a 
Are we? Do we have more on this? Or no, we're, no. We're I'm gonna getting... I'm gonna just call this an overwhelming <laughs> agreement. Like we need yeah, more well, breakdowns in metal and solos and shit. Like, in, uh, seriously, movies. just yeah, just just like hire hire the Hoffman brothers to write your fucking movie soundtrack. Like, why not? So, before we uh, get on out of here, if you like what we're doing, hop on over to Patreon slash from the pit dot com. Uh, what? God damn it! <laughs> we're not passing around a comic while we're on it. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but that was funny. Put that in the group in yeah, the messenger. I'll, I'll Put that, that on the Facebook page. Yeah, um, Facebook. To our existing patrons, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. If you need to get a hold of any of our social media, you can go to fthepit.com, and it'll all be there in front of you. Would you say Patreon? I I did the Patreon bit. You did the F the pit? I did the F the pit. There it is. Well, what Boom. else do you need? Check it out. And with that, we have arrived at our destination. You know what? And tell us what you think about movie scores and Fuck how yeah. fucking yeah. lazy they're getting with orchestral. Yeah. Like like and you know, like it's not everyone can be in, not everyone can be interesting like John Williams Cone or Danny Elf. Like a right. lot of them are just fucking lazy. <laughs> so, it is now safe to undo your seatbelts. Good night, ladies. <laughs>